Jones and the Diggs. Professor Jones and the Diggs. Professor Jones and the Diggs. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Professor Jones podcast. We are two brothers. Yes, we are. And we love movies. Oh, yes, we do. My name is Dave Jones, and I am the Professor. My name is Danny Jones, and I am the Diggs. And here we are. It's number four. The big numero quattro. Um, um, the Goblet El Fuego. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now the that I know of the fire. That, yeah, that's correct. The Goblet of Fire. Talking about Mike Newell's take on the fourth Harry Potter Ooh. book. <laughs> is this your least favorite? I'm pretty sure. I haven't watched the, uh, you know, the latter four yet, but man, this is... It's I mean, interesting, man. There are I, things uh, that I love about this movie, but there are also things in this movie that it's like, my goodness, this is just not good. Yeah. I don't know. Mike Newell, this is his only one. He got brought in after uh, Alfonso. And um, yeah, you know, something this is actually a fun fact that I heard. Mike Newell made a million dollars for this movie and he didn't get a percentage of any of the other stuff. Chris Columbus was like making Chris, 10 million and he was million. making a certain a percentage, percentage of the gross. Of, yeah. 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 I actually um, funny we, I read that same statistic. Did you? Yeah. Uh, we also lost Johnny, Johnny dubs on this. Yeah. Uh, this is the one where, where Johnny dubs is actually life, gone, but yeah, no, he's, he's gone from the movies. He's, he's still not, alive. He's almost 90 years old. Yeah. He's almost 90 years old. Just please stay with yeah, us. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Let's just, it's sad. just come on, John, please. But uh, And so they replaced uh, John Williams with Patty Doyle. <laughs> Where do you think no. he's from? <laughs> Patty Doyle, <laughs> Ireland. Yeah. Good morning, Patty. Would you like to write Good a... Good morning, Patty. Would you like to write a score for the new Harry Potter? Oh, you want to do some music for us? <laughs> and man, I mean, no offense. I think that there are some fine themes in this one. And he's obviously utilizing some of the mm-hmm. stuff that uh, that John Williams has set up for him. But uh-huh. right off the bat, it starts out and it's like, ooh, yeah, this sounds different. And yeah. even in the first, you know, 30 seconds, it sounds the different. The opening. Yeah, the, the opening, opening of it's sounds different. different. It doesn't start with the Potters. Or sorry, it doesn't start at the Dursleys with Harry. It starts with the graveyard and starts with the old caretaker guy. Yeah. I mean, the music's different and yeah, the directing style is, is definitely different. I mean, it's all just, it's a lot different, but, um, you know, I, I remember liking this one a lot. Uh, I was in high school when it came out. I think I was a junior or maybe even a senior in high school when it came out. Yep. 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 Same age. 1991. Danny was born. Um, (laughs) It's debatable, (laughs) but this is, this is a fine, it's, I don't know. There's just things I don't love about it. But I, this I is did. the one that I broke my wand. This is the movie that I broke my wand on the way in. Mm-hmm. So for the first 30 minutes of this, I was crushed. Yeah. Yeah. And then it skips the Quidditch World Cup. And I didn't even know what to do. I know. Yeah. There's... I almost stood up and left. I was like, you know what? This night is just ruined. I'll give it another shot. <laughs> give it another <laughs> shot tomorrow. Give it another shot. Uh, Dad glued the wand back together, though. Yeah, it's still. Is it? Do you still have it anywhere? It still it's exist? probably still at the Jones house some somewhere. Possibly. I don't have it. Right. Right. Well, either case. So right. getting back on. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Right, uh, we're good. getting back on topic here. Sure. Uh, Mike Newell is fine. I mean, he had a couple of successes. Uh, He's a new hall this. of fun. 
Yeah, he's he's an interesting guy. What's his other? Donnie Brasco. That's the one. Four Weddings and a Funeral. He did that. And then he does this. And then he does Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. And uh, his one of your favorite movies. Over. So that's one of your, one of your yeah, favorites, I right? Jalen Hall? Nothing's better than Jake Jalen Hall surfing on sand and all that good stuff. Did you he play Prince of Persia more? when you were? Um, I watched you play it. Yeah. I, I didn't I was like, play nerd. it that much. I think I rented it or something. You, I don't know. You played it a lot. I remember you were always playing that game. It was one of those, posters. I think it was kind of similar to God of War where you like, you know, you do a certain sequence of buttons and you would do a trick or something like that. And it was also very similar to like Crash Bandicoot where you would have to be running and you couldn't mm. stop. Don't you, isn't, isn't that correct? You couldn't stop? What do you mean? Like there would be those moments in the game where you were trying to run through something. And oh, if you, I get it. It's like you couldn't stop and like, think about your actions. You, yeah, you just like, have to like on hand go for it and be yeah. like, oh, spikes, it, go to the left. Yeah, I get you. It's like, the, it's like the original Lion King game with the monkeys where you have to sit there and like tap A every time. I guess what would it have been on Sega? Was it X? But regardless, O? I don't know. I don't, I don't remember what Sega was. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, Sega was like A and B. And like X yeah, and Y. It was just, yeah, A, B, and X, and Y. Yeah, yeah, I think. And the big, which were the big buttons? X and Y were the bigger buttons. I don't know. I don't remember anything past, like, Xbox well, I mean, now, so. I watched a thing on League of Legends today. It was, like, a, it's called Seven Days Out. It's a special thing on Netflix. And uh, it's actually really interesting. But I watched, like, the League of Legends championship seven days out. I was crying at the end of it. <laughs> I don't know. At the beginning of it, I was like, these nerds who actually takes <laughs> games as seriously. By the end of it, I'm just sobbing. So excited for these kids. Um, yeah, I mean, you have a passion in life and you take it seriously. So that's mm-hmm. good. We have a movie podcast. So <laughs> I also do have another funny, quick little story I wanted to tell you. Yesterday, <laughs> we were walking through the mall and there's this really creepy kind of old woman working in a jewelry store. And so we, we were walking past the jewelry store and I caught eyes with her. And so I made direct eye contact with her and she just looked super creepy. So I turned away and kept walking and I go, so that's how I die. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen big fish? It was good. It oh was man. Good I, I didn't, I didn't catch that, but I, I haven't seen, let's I, just move on. I really yeah. I haven't seen big fish in a while. Better, but... It's a good movie. Tim Burton. Yeah. It's a good highlight movie. with, uh, so, you know, What's his name? Ewan McGregor. Hello there. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Okay. Back to Harry Potter. Uh, story I've ever anything told. you want to start out? Anything you want to talk about as far as seeing it for the first time, whatever? Um, I think in the theaters, was, we had a good experience. We had a good time. For a long time, a this group. was one of my favorites. Um, definitely. And I, I think out of all the Harry Potter movies, I've probably seen this one the most. I've seen this one so many times for some reason. I just watched it over and over and over again when it came out, especially the ending stuff. Um, which I still love a lot, but, uh, yeah, upon rewatching it and, you know, if we're going through and we're analyzing these movies a little bit more, uh, after a movie like prisoner of Azkaban, I watched this one and there's just not a lot of, there wasn't a lot of substance for me to grab onto. It's really just all over the place. And, uh, the humor doesn't quite land for me anymore. Um, and I've also, I think I've read this book the most out of any of them, too. I mean, I've listened to the, the Goblet of Fire a few times. Um, I listened to it a couple years ago on the way down to California. So, I don't know. It, 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 uh, it's an interesting one. 
and w- upon rewatching it, I have some thoughts. Yeah, I think that like this book was pretty crazy. It's not as good as the third one, but I remember the length was surprising. And then, yeah. you know, what the stuff that goes down at the end, like when Voldemort comes back, it's just like, whoa. Whoa. That Spoiler was, alert, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Geez. Spoil a book that's been out for <laughs> ever. Four uh, years. Four years, probably, by now. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I, but man, it it did it did blow me away reading reading the end of this book, and it was just very entertaining, away. and it's it's very good. So, uh, but it starts off with uh, what's the old guy's name? Al Bloody Kids. I don't know. Eric Frank Bryce. Frank no. Bryce. Frank <laughs> gets not, killed. It's, so <laughs> it's not Frank. It's just caretaker guy. So yeah. he has a name. I don't know it. Who's Frank Bryce? I don't know. I, I see on the cast to one of the first people is Frank Bryce. So. But the old caretaker. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> who that guy is either way. Oh, it is Frank Bryce. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, I feel like that might be the old guy. Why is he the top build? I don't know. Yeah, he's pretty far up there. He's number one. And number then one. Timothy Spall, Wormtail. Yeah, what is, everything's out of, out of whack. I don't get it. Frank Bryce, the caretaker. These are list. IMDb doesn't have them listed in order. That would suck to be that guy, though. Because there's no way. There's no way that some of these people are over. You know, like somebody like Brendan Gleeson. Maybe this is just in order. Oh, wouldn't be. Well, isn't parents, David but. Tennant? Because it says David Tennant, Barty Crouch Jr. He's one of the top build. He's like third down. Isn't he in something super famous like Doctor Who? Yeah, or he's in Doctor like Who. He was the he's in he was the Doctor at a certain point. I never caught up with Doctor Who. I watched an episode one. I time never did it either. Was pretty fun, but I never one of the the new guy or one of the one of the most recent Doctor Who guys. He's going to be in episode nine. Saw that. Really? So yeah, and he looks pretty pretty good. They're they're. The rumor is he's one of the main Knights of Ren. Oh yeah, yeah. he's got like uh, he was the he was the. Uh, he was Philip in the in the crown. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see that, but yeah. Yeah. Really, really strong jaw structure on that guy. He yeah. looks like that skin is bum, 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 right bum, on the bum, skull. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, yeah. That skin is <laughs> just pushing on it. It's tight. Right on there. No, but he Ew. he does. He has a very pronounced jawline and everything. He's alien. No. <laughs> okay. Come on, take it easy. It could be though. <laughs> well, yeah, if we're getting into it, yeah, it kind of it could be like you know that guy from Men in Black where they find the little. That's pug exactly dog. what I'm exactly what I was picturing. <laughs> really, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Try it sometime. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. that was Better a terrible have, laugh. Yeah, I hate better when to I have loved the most and never have loved it all. All right, moving on from Men in Black and the creepy alien guy on the side. Uh, what were we talking about? Frank Bryce goes Frank in there Bryce and Voldemort kids. is having a conversation. Uh, but that's how the book starts. So that was, it's a good intro. But you notice that the music, that <laughs> ominous, you kind of like. <laughs> It's good. I mean, it's something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. But then you have Nagini coming in and think like the snake. Nagini, is... that's me, the old caretaker sitting outside. Yeah, which is fun. But, um, you know. Side Wormtail, give our guest a proper welcome. Oh, it's crazy. And then that like horn blares. And it's, it, it is quite shocking. You do then feel it's very like a tea sorry kettle. for. Oh, yeah, it is. It is a tea kettle. Because. 
Harry is sleeping over at uh, the Weasleys. The Weasleys. House. Yeah. Yeah. Which this is, you know, this is the movie that they just skip that early stuff, and I completely agree. We don't need to go There's back stuff and see you the cut out. Who They cares? talked about doing two movies. They didn't. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, one they movie. Did. They talked and, about doing two uh, you movies. You got to compress. Yeah. Yeah. And so this one, I mean, that is one thing. The pacing in this movie, they're moving really quick. Oh, Every yeah. single scene is basically something essential. There are very Kerbopled. few scenes of them just hanging out. And that's another part is that there is very little character building in this movie. Right? Not at all. And yeah. What I was thinking this last time watching it is like, if I had never seen any of the Harry Potter movies, and obviously you should watch them in order. I mean, that's how it's meant to be viewed. But for somebody that I feel like if you just hop on board to Prisoner of Azkaban or hop on board to Chamber of Secrets or even probably Order of the Phoenix or the later ones, you can kind of maybe get the gist of what's happening. But I feel like if you're thrown into this one, you have no idea what's happening or who any of these people are or what is going on, especially in this first like 20, 25 minutes. Right. It's just like, okay, he's with some family. Okay, they're going to some thing and uh, yeah it's just you know like cedric's dad too and all that good stuff but brings me to my next point amos diggory cedric diggory yeah well robert pattinson the boy who didn't live he was martyred uh but yeah he's he's good I thought that this was well played. I love Twilight. I always thought that Cedric Diggory was a great character in the books. So I'm glad that they brought somebody out. Uh, Amos Diggory, the guy playing him, he's giving it. He's Paul Bettany over here. He's oh, he's 110. (laughs) percent He's going full Ah! tilt. (laughs) My boy, (laughs) we're going to the Quidditch World Cup. It's good, crazy, good. He's Uh, good. Yeah, but I think that that's. I feel like I should make this point right now because this is going to heavily influence the way that I feel about this movie Whoa. is that what group of people do you think this movie was trying to appease? You know, it's like, who is this geared at? Because the first books are, or I mean, the first movies are geared toward children, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel like Alfonso Cuaron was just trying to make a good movie. And All around movie for a, yeah, a wide audience. For anybody, right? And yeah. although, you know, I had problems with the third book and like his uh his take, his take on, on the, the wizarding book. world yeah. and hogwarts mm-hmm. and stuff i still think that that movie stands as it it goes toward adults and children all the same this yeah. movie is geared toward like 13 to 17 year old girls you know what i mean don't you think that <laughs> like that is just yeah. the target audience because like it feels like every joke is one of those ones that like middle schoolers and early high school and, and 13 to 17 year old, just kids in general, right? I was going to say, if it's just girls, I I liked it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I mean, I was making a joke there, but like it is geared toward a very young audience, but also like that teenage mind where you have the Weasleys saying that stuff and going, yeah, Yeah. in those moments where I remember in high school thinking those things were cool. And now that I get older, dim witted. Yeah. And but now that I got yeah. older, like a lot of that stuff, I'm just like, all right, let's move on. Can we? Is there anything content-wise that I can sink my teeth Gosh. into here? Is there just like anything? Give that, me anything. Yeah, there because it's just very surface-level stuff, right? Like the plot yeah. is very interesting and the plot is very cool, but it's just, just kind of cruising. It's just such a teenage movie, man. It, it feels is. like a Twilightish type thing where 
it just yeah it totally grasps onto that era of where people were right. in that time right. that's what you know i feel like it was probably like twilight the books were huge at that point so the marketing was just like it made the whole wizarding world seem a little bit just cheesy it did things yeah. weren't as serious it feels it feels way more hokey you know yeah it's just like it's kind of i think i would say this one is more halloween town even than prisoner of azkaban this one is more like mm, just whatever just floaty fluffy you know whatever it's like the all that foam in the bathtub when he's taking the bath that's just kind of how i feel about the whole movie just it's kind of foamy i think i'm with you though i think that i think that this movie doesn't take itself seriously until the very end and then all of a sudden it's end. like and then the uh, end is like, we put all this stuff here gosh. for you like you better think that this is really cool and it's like well you mm-hmm. haven't really led me to take any of this stuff seriously until this moment. And the only reason that I'm taking this seriously is because I read the freaking books and I remember how serious this was in the books. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just, yeah. it doesn't feel earned at the end of the movie yeah. for me, a lot of this stuff. But I mean, there are many parts of this movie that I do think are fantastic. So yeah, no, overall, I would still turn just, this on any day, really. Yeah. I mean, I still could watch it over and over again. I like the movie. You know, I like the movie. It's just, uh, there's just, I don't know, I guess I guess just getting older and watching it again, it's a little bit different than I remembered it, you know? Right. It's, you and know, I know it so well. I've seen it a million times, so it's just like, whatever. I think maybe I'm over it. I'm curious to see what I would think if I just first watched this. Yeah, I've never no, seen it before. You, you know, know, I like Freaky Friday, but... And there's parts of it that are really good, but there are also the moments where Jamie Lee Curtis is acting like a 16 year old. You just can't take it seriously. The end when she's, uh, when she's, well, yeah. When, when Jamie Lee Curtis is backstage near the end and they're doing the guitar thing and she's doing all the moves. It's so rough, dude. It's It's just not Jamie Lee. Yeah. It's not Jamie Lee. I mean, she gives it her all in that movie, though. You got to commend her. She does dance. (laughs) She does a great job. You know, Lindsay Lohan. Talk about an actress that was really great. I wish that she would have done better in her career. I never really, I don't know. Seriously, dude, really go watch it. Go back and watch Parent Trap. The Parent Trap. And I go know. back and watch. You like it. I know, Freaky Friday. And go back and watch Mean Girls. I know that those are all movies that a mean girls old is good. guy <laughs> shouldn't be saying are great movies, <laughs> yeah. but they're all actually pretty good. Mean Lisa Girls is, good. is pretty good in them. So. I love Rachel McAdams. No, oh, yeah, she's fantastic in that movie. Uh, cool. Anyway, let's start talking about Harry Potter again. Uh, what do they do? Oh, they, so they go to the Wizarding World Cup, right? How do you feel about this? So as somebody that, you know, has read the books, knows, you know, enjoyed the Quidditch World Cup, do you agree with the cutting out of the entire Quidditch World Cup? Would you have liked to seen it? How did it make you feel when you first watched it? Because I was young and... I remember it made me so mad at the time because I was, I was excited for it, but I also got even more mad because like all you guys were mad kind of thing. You know, I like, I didn't, I don't necessarily think I was, and now that I rewatch it, I'm like, well, you probably couldn't fit it in. I just feel like maybe it's something with the execution of it going, let the match begin and getting everybody's hopes up, but then just going out of the arena kind of thing. Like, how do you feel about it? I think that there are ways that they could have executed that that were much more tactful because I think yeah. that everybody that read that book was really excited for that scene. And, you know, they show the intro and I thought that was fine. But, 
man, how much more could it have cost to just suddenly cut to, you know, crumb diving for the snitch or something like that. Yeah. And doing, just, doing like a midway cut of like something happening and then cutting to the end of it. It'll yeah. literally, literally take 45 seconds of the yeah. movie. I mean, it's just at this point, this movie is so long and there's so much in it. And I understand that they had to try to cut some stuff, but I think this is one of those things that, you got to know no, no. that people are going to be really <laughs> angry about that because we yeah. all did envision it. Right. And mm-hmm. so I understand why they left out because there's a ton of stuff that happens before the world cup and like world building and you know, what's going on in camp and how they, you know, are talking to the muggles that run the camp and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff and whatever. I don't care about that. You know, they cut out yeah. Dobby and Winky. These are all, you know, they left out the house elves. Apparently Dobby and Winky are in that scene a little bit or something there. Oh, really? On, oh, and yeah, in, and yeah, I, I, we don't need to go into like all the, you know, it's like, well, actually the Weasleys were in the, in the uh, private box with, you know, the Minister of Magic. So there's, why were they in the poor seats? Why were they over the top? You know, yeah, it's yeah. all that sort of stuff. Whatever. I think that if you showed us a 15 second or 20 second dive of crumb going for the snitch, or if you just had some sort of, you know, expository dialogue where Ron goes, well, you know, if he catches a snitch, then Bulgaria is still going to lose. And then it shows him catch the snitch and Bulgaria loses. We'd all be like, ah, okay. You know, we didn't get to see much, but that was still really cool. Right. It was worth it. It still made it like, okay, well, that's cool. They still included that though. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, And here's another thing that I will say is that, Immediately right off the bat, Stanislav uh, Yanevsky, the guy that plays Victor Crumb, terrible casting. He Dare, is yeah, just terrible the worst. Like Big bonehead. Why did they pick this guy? I just don't uh, get it. Like Crumb was supposed to be like ooh, Henry Cavill and good looking, kind of like had hair. I think his biggest thing is why is this guy just got like a shaved head, shaved head, and look like I don't know. Put a fruit, put a fruit sticker on his head, you know. <laughs> well, I just, yeah, I mean, he kind of is like a Mr. Potato Head out there, but like, I just. He literally does. Yeah, pop on the ears. You can take off the nose. <laughs> which, but I mean, I'm not saying anything wrong with the guy. It's just he really didn't meet the description of the person in the book. And he didn't really seem like that character yeah, when at he all. walks and by and he kind of does like little smirks to Hermione. You're like, why are you going for this guy? This guy. Yeah, I just, I just think that the take goofy. on Victor Crumb was horrible. Ugh. And none of it works. And Disgusting. I don't, I don't know if I, I'm necessarily <laughs> looking for something else, but it just it just seemed miscast. It just doesn't yeah. seem to make sense. This guy just, he looks not like a seeker, you know? He looks like he would be a beater, right? He looks like just another Bulgarian guy. He'd yeah. be like the friend of Victor Crumb. Right. But he's not Victor Crumb. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. So terribly miscast, but... Yeah, I mean, what do you one do? Of the, one they of left the only, it out. you know, one of the casts in Harry Potter that went wrong. But that, I mean, they did, they've done such a good job over all the films. Um, it's just a couple that are, just a couple that didn't really work. And Victor Crumb is definitely one of them. Yeah, because the, the other, um, the girl that plays Floor Delacour. Delacour is quite good. She's good, man. In her. And then when her and uh, Dom Hall Gleason are together they look like a good couple in the later movies like oh yeah that's right gosh you said dom hall gleason i was like what i completely forgot that he's in these movies what because brendan gleason his father brendan gleason is in is this movie and i mean stupid ceiling yeah he's let's mvp probably but mvp <laughs> he's gotta be that's what they do they bring in a new defense against the dark arts teacher and immediately defense against the dark arts 
Oh, he's got that kind of. You know who's bidding? Huh? That's it's okay. And here's another blast. thing. Well, okay. Got too many avenues hold of it, conversation hold it, hold to go, it, hold go it, for. Let's here. keep walking through. Keep we're at the Quidditch through World the Cup. Okay, we're at the Quidditch we World back. Cup. Everybody can drink really... the whole town dry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. That's the... <laughs> Seriously, though, how much, like, this is one of the scenes in the entire uh, Harry Potter franchise that I despise the most. Is, I love magic, or it's that's before the Quidditch World Cup. Yeah, Sorry. that one's fine because and that's I I don't know I don't like that. I love magic. It's like well, you've been around magic for you're not new to it anymore. Yeah, I mean that's it's really like three full years under your belt of magic. You've seen a lot. This isn't. I mean that's you. you know that's the entire balcony filled with a bunch of middle school students, and that's playing to them. Going, we'll throw you that line. We know you're I gonna love, love magic. It. Yeah. That's <laughs> just a t-shirt <laughs> rolled up and you know that they're going to cheer. <laughs> it's true. You know, you're shooting t-shirts out of cannons to those guys. Midway and through the film, pause the film. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. This you're movie, the Potter guys. Woo! It feels like that's what this movie might as well be is that there is a balcony full of middle schoolers <laughs> that are all up there and they pause this serious movie every once in a while to shoot a t-shirt <laughs> up into the balcony the stupid and just Potter go. guys to come back out. So jacked and just <laughs> yeah. tiny little Harry Potter t-shirts. <laughs> and that's, and that's what the, I love magic line is, right? You're just shooting a t-shirt magic. into the audience. You're just Cause you know, the kids are going to eat it up. from a cannon. Well, whatever. Be fighting over um, what else was I going to? Oh, but after the yeah. Quidditch World Cup, when they're sitting there singing that song about Crumb and Victor, I love you, Victor, I do wherever I and for some reason it's like have they rehearsed this song because Harry knows the words to it? Maybe yeah. they're ripping off some song that's popular in wiz- wizarding mm-hmm. culture, whatever. But the way that Ron is just infatuated with Crumb in that scene and the way that I think it's just Harry's reaction to it all. I just don't buy it. Daniel Radcliffe is not killing it in a lot of parts of this movie. Um, he doesn't sell it in this one. He's really not. I feel like maybe in his life, he wasn't really sure. I'd like to watch a full documentary on where he was at in his life and acting and stuff, because it just doesn't feel like he's that into the character in this one. Yeah. And I don't he, know. Maybe towards the end he is. Um, but you know, and that, a lot of that has to do with directors too, because Daniel yeah. Radcliffe is not all that old at this point. Right. And I 14, think that Chris Columbus 80. has proven that he's pretty good with kid actors, right? He's made a mm-hmm. lot of movies that are geared toward more a family audience and he's utilized children in his films. And then the third one, Alfonso Cuaron, I think that he did get, um, a lot of decent performances out of these yeah, kids. And in this one, nobody's really doing a very no. good job. And so maybe he's just, I think that he, he does succeed in those big set pieces, right? Like in yeah. the first and second and third task, those are really entertaining things. Yep. But the crucial moments between the characters, they kind of just fall really short in this He's film. missing a little bit. It's and just it's like sure he like, wasn't there to to help them along with these scenes. Right. No yeah. direction. Yeah, exactly. You know? So maybe that is... Especially, and we'll get to it. I, I'll yeah, bring up somebody here in a little bit. Another thing is that... Uh, I would say that the biggest crime of this Grindelwald. entire film is uh, Daniel Radcliffe's haircut. It Ooh. is so bad, dude. Like his hair looks it, so there's stupid. There's a scene at the. There's a particular scene at the end, the very end, when he's talking to Dumbledore, 
about the curtains and his hair is just a mess. <laughs> just blow dried, hair sprayed, big 1980s it Barbara looks Streisand like, hair. It looks like they shaved it look no, it doesn't look like they even shaved his head. It's looked it looks like they put bald makeup over his real hair and then put yeah, and then like put like fake. a big wig on and pulled his forehead back a little bit and and fluffed it all up. Yeah, it doesn't look good. It looks. You know what would have been cool? They should have given him a ponytail or something. Should have just had him have like really long hair and have like I don't <laughs> just know, outside like performing idea. sonnets for people in the courtyard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen to me. That's- What's up, ladies? I'm the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want me to hear me recite some poetry for you? Not to say that if you. Recite poetry. That that's if a you have thing a ponytail, if you like, if you like poetry, and you, if you like poetry, that's cool. You know, it's um, great. That just seems like something that somebody with a ponytail would do. So, what are you going to do? Um, what are you going to do about it? But Harry, yeah, Harry's hair looks terrible, and it's actually it distracted me the entire movie. Uh, Ron, on the other hand, bulked pretty up, good, good hair, bulked up. Ron looks great nice, in this movie. Nice, nice long hair, lice and long hair. <laughs> um, yeah, he's uh, he's looking pretty cool. Hermione looks good. The twins look good. I mean, everybody else looks, f- f- you know, fifth liar. Uh, they look fine. But what? the um, oh man, I was trying to. What are their names? Parvati what? and Padma Patil, <laughs> the twins. Patil, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said twins, and I wanted to make the joke, but I couldn't remember the second. Maybe they were supposed Parvati. to be. No, no, no. They were twins. And they were supposed to be in different houses. One was in Gryffindor, one was in Ravenclaw. And then in this, right? they're both in Gryffindor. Yeah. 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 It doesn't. Hi, Harry. Hi, Harry. <laughs> they say hi. Hiya, Harry. Hi, Harry. Hi, Harry. Hi, Harry. The But then the Death Eaters storming and through the, the camp. <laughs> it's, it's fine. You know, I, I don't have anything. I don't have anything. It's What's with the coneheads? I don't like the coneheads. Well, they kind of had that in the book. I think that that's how they were described. Like it was, you know, pointed hats and then a skull for the face. I think Order of the Phoenix with the, with the, Leanna actually said that the other day. The metal faces are way cooler. Right. Yeah, no, they do. They do look kind of second rate, right? Yeah. It's like weird. They look fine at the end, you know, when he's, when, when Voldemort's there and you see the guy that's actually in charge, I think it maybe makes a little bit more sense. But right. when they're just walking through and you see a couple of them like kind of looking over at the camera <laughs> as they walk. <laughs> they're clearly dumb. side-eyeing the <laughs> like, camera uh, like, are we shooting? Are we on? <laughs> are we on? I can't see with this big cone head on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then, uh, you know, Barty Crouch Jr. shoots that uh, the dark, the dark mark into the sky and yells, Mosmond. Yeah, Good delivery. That guy, I mean, that could have been a one take shot. They got into the scene of the crime. Knocked it out of the. Oh, man. Oh, man. We're going to talk about Barty Crouch, dude. Which one of you kind of did? That Who's guy, you? I do not know. It's another. I don't know if it's a miscast. I think that he's these, viable. I think that Mike Ooh. Newell is not very good at directing actors or something because some of the performances in this movie he gives everybody free so reign to do weird. everything in yeah. this movie. Nothing is is tightened up. Nothing's yeah. honed in in this movie. Everybody's just running rampant, having fun. We're opening up the doors, opening the windows. Let's just party, dude, because it's goblet of fire. That's yeah. how it feels. This is those because middle schoolers we- at lunch playing out, you know, 
at recess, but there's only one person watching. You know, you got like sixty only one kids out watching, there. You they need to go on the other people. side of the building. Yeah, they're on the other side of the building doing. Somebody get out and watch these people, huh? Yeah, but, or else they're on the wall. Put them on the wall. <laughs> Put them on the wall. Put them on the wall on separate spots of the wall, so they're not just standing next to each other joking around. Oh man, I sent two kids, two middle schoolers, to the wall one time. And they were so committed to the joke. You were there. You showed up and surprised me that day. But they were, oh, yeah. they I had like a rock and they were chiseling at the brick. <laughs> I was like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, we're trying to chisel to the other side. <laughs> oh, gosh. Great. It's funny, but stop. Yeah, stop doing that. That's, <laughs> I get the reference. It's a really funny bit. You though. probably don't get the reference. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I thought it was a very hilarious bit that they did, but. Can Obviously. we can we cut to so after that you go pretty much straight to Hogwarts and it goes straight to Dumbledore and this I got to say he missed it in this movie. 3 he kind of has moments where he's fine. Yeah, 3 this you're one, like I'm undecided. This isn't undecided. the Dumbledore that I know, but I think I'm getting there. You he know. He just takes it and in my opinion, I just feel like he just takes it in the wrong direction in yeah. this one. He's weird. He's it's too prancing sh- around. It's He's way too showy, man. The Triwizard Cup points yeah. at it like a rock star. It's like, what is happening, man? Yeah, man. It's like Stacy Jacks up there. Just Triwizard Cup. It just is. Yeah. It's too much, man. I agree. Yeah. I agree. This is like opening night at the freaking. Uh, Stand up and shout <laughs> Steel Dragon right there There yes. you go This is opening night for Steel Dragon Over at the Greek right they And I'm the going, guy front row going yeah! You are what is it That is a, the refer- movie we're referencing Is Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg Rock, yeah. But Jared Leto is the guy that he gets him up At the it's end It's not Jared Leto we've had this conversation No it's not it Jared is Leto. It's not 100% you can look that up Are you serious that's not Jared Leto It's just Leto? a guy that looks like Jared Leto What yeah. Yeah, I don't believe it. I honestly, (laughs) I really don't believe it because he looks so much like Jared Leto. Here. Yeah, look it up. Look it up. Uh, Jared Leto, also a fun actor. He was in Requiem for a Dream, Suicide Squad, got his start in Fight Club, where uh, he was the beautiful thing that was destroyed. Wow. Very interesting. Uh, Yep, no Jared Leto in the cast. Wow. That is crazy. I don't know. I don't know who it is, though. Oh, my Um, gosh, dude. I do know who it is because I actually think I've been through this before. I think I think you and I have had this conversation before. You know who it is? It's so he it is. That's it. It is that guy. School Rock. Yeah. And he's also the lead in um, in Rent. I love that guy. Me, too. How did I not know that? I feel like I can't believe I can't, that I see, thought I that was Jared Leto. See, I couldn't believe when you thought it was, yeah. When you thought it was Jared Leto, I'm like, what's going on here, man? That's no. such a good movie, though. Well, I kind of want to watch Rockstar now. I, you know, Rockstar is one of those movies that I revisit way often. I watch that movie probably really every good. year and a half. It'll it's come good. up and be like, because I have it on Blu-ray. <laughs> it's like, it's easy to <laughs> pop in, you know? <laughs> now I have Rockstar pulled up and not Goblet of Fire. <laughs> I, I went, dude, I went to, uh, I went to a show. And it's this uh, cover band in Billings. And they played freaking like songs uh, by the band that Steel Dragon is supposed to be mimicking. I can't remember the name of the actual band. but Oh, really? 
that you know that feel my heart feel my soul it's these precious moments you know that oh, song yeah, yeah. they totally played that song Take my breath away yeah, I'm I sure walked the in. listener really knows all of this too. I know this, and we're like not even singing the lyrics. We're just like jumbling. <laughs> but no, I mean, just to complete the yeah. story, I walked in because I was late to this show. I walked in, and the guy was like, "Cause we all die young," and then the guitar was like. I was oh, I was the most dude. excited I have Jacked. been in a long time, man. It was Woo. so good. It was yeah. great. All right. Anyway, past rock star. What were we even talking about? How did we? They're even in the get Great Hall, and he's introducing the Triwizard Tournament. That so entire tangent happened because we were comparing Dumbledore to a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, the Bulgarians come in with their fire weird flame sticks that you don't need that effect on the ground. You can just have them hit the ground, and yeah. it's fine. You don't need the sparks. First, you, don't you need the do fire. Uh, tube sock. Zach Hartman uh, is going to be very angry if you don't bring up the fact that Argus Filch runs really weird into the mm-hmm. Great Hall. Uh, something that a lot He's of people got his love. Cat back though, didn't his cat die? No, she just got petrified. She just got petrified too. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, Mrs. Filch. Or no, it Mrs. is Miss Miss Norris. Mrs. Norris. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Mrs. Mrs. Filch. <laughs> no, he's <It's> disgusting. <laughs> he's a single squip. Uh, <laughs> hey, but uh, a lot of people think that that's really funny. I hate it. I've never liked oh, that. Wow. I think, ouch, 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 ouch. I know. I'm sorry to anybody that thinks that that's funny. I've always, it's one of those things. They're not you're taking, just a, you're a hot and cold type guy. They're not taking you? this movie seriously. They yeah. don't take it seriously. And there's moments like that I where you're like, what it. is this? Yeah. I know. I speak really strongly. You do. It's. I mean, it's kind of scary sometimes. It's like, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't watch these movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't like that. Listen, I don't know. I have a lot of opinions on these things. I know. I know. Um, but the Bo- Shh, I'm here. The Beau Baton girls come in, which they have a fun little entrance. It's cool. They have a yeah. fine entrance, and it's, yeah, they're yeah. fine. It's just the Bulgarians for me. The guy's doing the backflips and stuff. Yeah. And then Victor Crumb walking in so quick. So quick and just freaking Albus. Albus. Hey, what's up, former Death Eater? How you doing? You're still with Voldemort, probably. <laughs> Yo, what's up? We cool? No. What's up? We not. cool? You still trying to kill everybody in the world with Voldemort? But then uh, Dumbledore does his speech, and that's when Mad Eye Moody shows up. Stupid ceiling. Yeah. There, here's the thing. Like, it's tough because I've always thought about this with that book because you love the character of Mad-Eye Moody so much. But it's not Mad-Eye Moody. It's not Mad-Eye Moody. So you never really get to know Mad-Eye Moody. I know. And so I hate to say it, but I just love Barty Crouch Jr. so much. He's such a cool guy. <laughs> you know? He's yeah. like, he's freaking Voldemort's best servant. But He really is, he's so- by far. He's so entertaining in this movie Committed. and in the book. I love it. Yeah. Because, I mean... How how soon after is the scene where they go to their first events against the dark arts class where he uses pretty, those no, three quick. little insect yeah. are they arachnid type things they're like in the in it's the, just it's just one arachnid one oh yeah it's that just he the one. uses the entire time but yeah, yeah it's just like a spider thing yeah. in the book it was spiders but yeah in this they decided to make some weird 
which is fine. I mean, whatever. So you, they it's probably not, just said, yeah, so you didn't watch an actual spider die and some weird fictional creature die. You know, that's instead, actually, I guess. that's a good call, is that we have no relationship with this fictional thing. With so that creature. We don't so have like, a problem watching it get tortured, you know? And that's, I mean, they make this movie seem like it's geared toward middle schoolers, but then they're just such pretty dark stuff going on in the movie yeah. too, you know. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. But Yeah, um, the and and I I do like that scene. I like the especially the the Neville part with the Cruci Cruciatus curse. I love um, that Cruciatus curse. Uh I like that a lot because, you know, it finally brings up some stuff about Neville where you're like, "Oh man, what happened to his parents?" you know. Yeah, his parents um, got tortured and they parents got tortured. Um St. Mungo's. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, yeah, I like that scene a lot. I think I think Hermione does a little bit of Paul Bettanying in that scene. Um, Way too know. much, dude. Hermione, I I do not like <laughs> <laughs> I don't like her performance Happy, happy, scene. joy, joy. It's way Good. too much, man. Way too much. Yeah, she, she really, she has tears in her eyes from the start of it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so. And everybody but, else yeah. is like, geez, calm down. Hermione. Oh, no, it's like, cool. This is pretty cool. You know, he's this teaching is us way real better. stuff. Yeah. The other, the thing that I, well, I mean, cause what is like defense against the dark arts, you know, it's supposed to be the practice of this actually seems saving like yourself practical against knowledge, yeah. you know, the other stuff it's like, Oh, okay. Thank goodness. I know how to ward off a boggart. I'm sure when I'm sitting on my couch watching Netflix, a bunch of pixies are going to fly through my window. No, yeah. I'm probably going to boggarts. I mean, I don't know. A lot of that stuff. I'm going to get mugged by pixies. Defense Against the yeah. Dark dark Arts seems like a semester class. Don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you could, I mean, you could probably fill all that stuff up within a year. Yeah, you don't need it and for seven years. the rest of it's going to be kind of like, okay, now you got to really practice these skills. They that, really, yeah, they, they have the same classes. I th- and I think that years. they could be doing the same class for a long time, but I don't think that you'd be getting introduced to new topics. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just yeah. like, yeah, it's the same, you know, stupefy, expelling armists. There's a lot of stuff here. But the same stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, the, the other thing, though, is I love Brendan Gleeson in that scene because Brendan Gleeson's fantastic. I mean, he's great actor. Started, I loved him in Braveheart and loved him ever since. Uh, also, uh, in Bruges, great movie with Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson. Still recommend it. And I know that you still haven't watched it. And it's great. So I think I read something about it. I don't know. I didn't like no. it. No. Yeah. It's Colin Farrell. He's great. What was I going to say? I do like Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell has missed. <sighs> he just needs a role, man. He needs one I, role. Yeah. I am pro Farrell. That man. just, yeah, he just needs to like that true detective season two thing was like, Ooh, this could be a really good thing for him. And the writing sucked. Um, he just need you know, like Matthew McConaughey got, got interstellar. Um, he got a few things that, you know, like the Wolf of wall street cameo, just the little things that he got in that period of time just kind of made Matthew McConaughey like, and then it was boom, the, the explode, you know? Yeah. The reconnaissance. You got Colin Farrell. It's like, he just needs something like that. He needs to stop taking these weird, like futuristic, strange movies. And he just needs like, well, I think something good, something kind of interesting. I mean, not to go on a, Matthew McConaughey tangent here, but uh, he filmed Interstellar, and then obviously Interstellar was a fairly big budget movie with a lot of you know different effects that they had to work on in post, right? And so 
from the time that that was filmed to when it was actually uh, released in theaters, it was, you know, a year or something like that, or maybe even more than that. Um, and in between that time, uh, he uh, did Dallas Buyer. He did Dallas Buyers Club and Dallas Buyers Club came out before Interstellar. Gosh. So like, I mean, Christopher Nolan just killed it, man. Just snagging McConaughey because he just said he had a feeling that Matthew McConaughey would do great in this role. And he called it. You know, he, he did. called it very he did well. So good in that movie. Yeah, I think that that's how it went, right? I'm, Something like that. I'm pretty sure that's true. Maybe don't quote me on that. I, I believe wrong. you. But that sound that seems right to me. Anyway, it's just. I mean, it's great. What great casting, Christopher Nolan. Great call. And you know, the guy's the best actor of the year. Yeah, <laughs> that year. It's great. Back to Mike Newell. Um... Bradley Cooper got snubbed in the Oscars for director. What for American Sniper? No, for A Star Is Born this year. He didn't get. Oh, he didn't, wow! He didn't get didn't nominated. The Star is Born that. is nominated for like everything, right? Sam Elliott's nominated nominated for best supporting. Lady Gaga's nominated for acting. I mean, all the freaking you know uh, other awards. Who they in got the it, heck but else like screenplay. directed anything this year? Well, it's Alfonso Cuarón for um, Green Book. No, no, no. Did he direct the guy that directed Green Book? I can't remember who that was. Roma. Alfonso Cuarón did Roma. Mm. I don't know, man. It's I can't remember who else got nominated for. Yeah, probably the guy who did Vice. Even though Vice has like a thirty. Yeah, Adam McKay did. Adam McKay got nominated. Uh, That's unfortunate. Well, that's neither here nor there. But I hope he gets best actor because I think it's just it's total BS. Really, that he didn't get nominated for best director because that movie's incredible. And uh, I just want to go on the record. I'm going for Sam Elliott for best supporting all the way. <laughs> that scene. Dude. Oh my gosh. When he turns around in the car in a star is born, Sam Elliott immediately cry. Uh, there's a point that I've been meaning to make for like eight minutes now, but we've been going mm-hmm. on tangents. Why don't you go ahead and do it? Oh, but Colin Farrell should have, Good guy. we should have another Colin Farrell moment in Hollywood. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. But Brandon Gleason, when he's doing the imperious curse, and he's making that little thing whiz around the class and everybody's yeah. having a blast. And he goes, what should I do next? Make her jump out the window? Drown herself? Drown herself? <laughs> oh, oh, man. That, mo- it, that is one of the best scenes in the movie because it turns so dark. So dark, so, so quick. quick. It's and- like, oh, my gosh. Oh, that's fun that you can make things fly with this Imperial curse, but... With the Imperious Curse. Is it Imperious? Imperious Curse, and you say Imperio. Yeah, Imperious to do Imperio. It. Like, it's Cruciatus um, Curse, and you say Crucio. 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 Yeah. I think it's Cruciatus. It's the Avada Kedavra Curse, so you say Avada Kedavra. <laughs> Avada Kedavra. <laughs> Avada Kedavra. <laughs> okay. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's a lot of fun. You can, you know, make things fly. Whoa, this thing's cool. Oh, my gosh, you can torture people with this. Yeah. You can oh also force somebody you, you to like kill somebody, kill themselves or kill somebody else or do some terrible things. I mean, that's, you know, I was, Zach and I were talking about the implications of the imperious curse. And you, I mean, there's some terrible things that could be done with the imperious curse. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Um, but good to bring it up in class, right? It's good for kids to know about it. Yeah. I like yeah, that. Scene. They're, they're getting there to the age, you know, especially, you know, and this is a good year to do it. This is kind of a maturing year, but they, he just really highlights on the other side of maturing. You know, he highlights on like the adolescence kind of turning into teenager, you know, 
stuff. So, but I get it. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's I, I I enjoy that scene too. And then you kind of get into the the tri wizard stuff and, yeah. and Harry. You know, the, obviously the twins have that moment where they jump in the circle. Yes. Oh right, know. yeah, yeah. So we have that stuff that's going on probably pretty soon after this. You also have the moment There's where Neville gets really scared and all that stuff, and he is introduced to herbology, and that's great. Um, but there's just a uh, there's small things in this movie like uh what's his name um the the big bad guy that is over Victor Crumb like his teacher Karkaroff Karkaroff there's like a Igor. scene of him like closing yeah Igor Karkaroff of him like closing the doors and looking like creepy and it's like I don't even need that in the movie at all it's just like why why don't we that's like the you know Jack Ebensteiner reference that's like the two plus two thing or whatever you know mm, the one plus yeah. two it's just like the audience doesn't need to see that, you know. Well, I think that the Karkaroff, I don't know, it's fine, whatever. But there, I mean, there, there are moments in this movie. They're like, okay, who cares? Um, and also, and but that that moment, this is going to be me just just nitpicking because it drives me insane. The um, the moment where the Weasley twins take that de aging or that aging potion to make them mm-hmm. older and they jump over the age line. The purpose of the age line is that nobody under a certain age can cross that line and they cross over it and they actually successfully put their names into the goblet of fire. And the goblet of fire spits it back out. The goblet of fire is not able is not the one that interprets how old that person is it's the age line that dumbledore put around it right you know i saying? mean because in yes the book no. they, in it, the book it, they almost get in and then they get kicked back out right mm, but it's mm, not mm. as if the goal it's not there would be no purpose for the age line if the goblet of fire they make were the it one seem like making. the goblet of fire is an extremely magical and powerful object yeah that has a mind of its own and can think for itself like that but i don't think that's implied in the book at all I just think it's stupid it just that seems they put the age like line a, around it and then the Goblet of Fire is the one that kicks the, you know, it's like they mm-hmm. successfully put their names in and then it kicks them out. It's like, what's the purpose of the age line? If the Goblet and then of they turn into old men and start fighting and it's a, yeah. it's a gaggy moment. It's, you know? But it's, you know, that's fine. It's the Weasley twins. It's all it's good fun. stuff. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's yeah. Fred and George. Yeah. And um, they brought them up in the last one and they are even more in this one and people love the twins. And I did too. I think they were great. It's maybe as I've gotten older... I don't care about it as much, but whatever. Yeah, no, I agree. But does Cedric that bring us? In. Does that pretty much bring us to the point where? Oh yeah, Cedric drops his name in and stuff, and that's all good. Yeah, there's all that, but yeah, yeah, it brings you to the point of the selections, and it's all moving really quick. Everything's moving super fast. Yeah, that's even the thing, though is we're that not. This movie is just <laughs> this movie's moving very flying fast. through stuff. Uh-huh. And like, oh, okay, okay, and they have to, right? Uh huh. There's way too much in this book. Um. I think that part of that, a lot of things maybe needed to be rewritten. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I think it's fine as it is. They did the book decent justice of keeping in a lot of stuff that you cared about. So, yeah. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. But the scene where they announced the um, champions from every school, uh, I think that's fine. And the moment when Harry's name. It's just Harry's. It's just. It's just everything goes quiet, and there's a little gag of Harry standing up and then kind of sitting back down, which is kind of funny. But I th- Dumbledore ruins it because Dumbledore goes, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter! I know. And like so yells stupid. at him. 
And it's like, what? That's why, not Dumbledore. Why can't Dumbledore? He's calm. Dumbledore is a calm guy. He is. There's something about being, you know, the best wizard in the wizarding world. Like everybody knows that Dumbledore is the he's most not powerful. Constantly losing Dumbledore. his. He's, he's not most, like freaking out, stressing out, crazy. Dumbledore is like, ah, did you yeah. put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Ah, everything's crazy. Absolutely sure. It's like, gosh. and in the book, the text clearly says like Dumbledore calmly approached Harry and say, yeah. and that's know? the biggest part, it's you know, like, is that people always reference that. I will say that when Harry Potter's name gets called and Harry starts to sit down, I think that that part is hilarious. I always laugh a little bit. I, I laugh, I a laugh bit. out loud every time mm-hmm. I watch this movie, just because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love. Let, let out a whole belly laugh Santa. <laughs> 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 okay. We got like a diehard laugh going on now. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, um, Holly, Holly, I don't know. Do you want to talk about any of that stuff? Or no, we just cool. move on? I mean, Harry gets selected. Everybody, you know the movie. If you've seen the movie. It's so funny because there's so much stuff in this movie to it's talk old, about. It's so important, we're but like, it's not. Do we, what do we need to talk about? What's essential for us to talk about? Should we just I think skip we to can, the first task? Can we, skip, can we skip Rita Skeeter? I don't even want to talk about Rita Skeeter. Skeeter. You know my feelings on Okay, here. Okay, one thing I will say. Skeeter. Here's the thing that I will say. And I don't know. I don't think I'm alone in this. I feel like they're playing out some awkward sexual tension in that scene. And it makes me feel uncomfortable. It does make me feel uncomfortable. She's an adult. He's a boy of 12, 14. Um, and it just feels weird. They go into a broom covered. Yeah. When there's, she's like really close to him at first. Yeah. It's like, you should feel right at home then, you know, kind of says it just, like that, but. I don't know. There's something that makes me really uncomfortable during that she's scene. Just, every time. Yeah, I feel she's really weird just like, about it. So yeah, I don't like the Rita like, what's character, she doing? But how's not, her life going? You You're know? not supposed to like Rita Skeeter either, so. No. Yeah. And, you know, other plot point that's going on, Ron is mad at Harry for- Oh, right. Ron gets very whatever. angry. And then he says- And it's- And then one of the best lines in the whole movie, piss off. Piss off. And you're Fine. like, ooh, Ron's yeah, actually kind of mad. You're angry. right, Falgit, you know that. Yeah. He's just being stupid. Stay away from me. Yeah. Stay away from me. Anything else? Cedric yeah. rules. <laughs> Potter stinks. You stink, Potter. <laughs> you really I told got him not those, to wear them. You really got those jabs. Cedric rules. Yeah, that it's that one kid that runs by. You got some um, good, good hairy jeers. Thanks, David. Yeah. Um, I work on them a lot, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you can skip the dragons. That's the first task. And you have the Ron Dean told Pravati and blah, blah, blah. I'm I not an owl. That All scene. that good I can't stuff. Stand We're just getting that. through it. And that's another moment. Get out the t-shirt launcher. I'm not an owl. Woo! Middle school kids in the <laughs> balcony. School. They yes! love it. They're going Let's nuts. Let's pause the movie for a minute. We got the Potter guys back. <laughs> we yeah! got a good one-liner for you. What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> We're gonna have a lot of fun in this intermission. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It, it is. It's one of those lines. It's what like, house okay. does Hermione Granger belong to? Well, that's Gryffindor. Uh, gets a free T-shirt. No, it has to be easy questions. These are middle school middle schoolers, right? Okay, well, that's a good point. You were pretty smart in middle school, though, weren't you? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't remember. I don't. I didn't care about anything. Much like all middle school students don't care about. <laughs> they don't care about school. That's for sure. So. And that's just, I cared about you, David. Thanks, dude. Thanks. Um, middle school students just want to have fun. They just want to laugh and they're enjoying 
experiencing and figuring out who they are as a person. And that's okay. Um, and I'm fine with it. And that, that's fine. You know, that's just where you're at at that point in your life. It's just how it goes. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Where were we at? Oh, yeah. So then he finds out that there's dragons. He uses the invisibility cloak, which is always nice to see references from past movies. And Hagrid, have you combed your hair? And, you know, you might want to try it every once in a while. There's some think about little that? fun that uh, romance there. I think that used to be able to pick him, you know, take him off the, the ground, put him right on the dresser. And then he died. Uh, that little conversation before the dance uh, between Hagrid and that tall lady and that big lady. <laughs> um, Dude, we have is, so uh, much to talk about. It's funny. <laughs> I know. I like, think we should probably just get to the first task. Yeah. Um, if there's anything else you need to bring up, that's that's good. But yeah, I just realized that I have a lot of points I want to make about various things over the next. Especially the ending movie, which seems very far away. Um, it does. So, yeah. Because I mean, yeah, this movie is uh, two hours and 47 minutes. It's long. And we're probably maybe an hour in right now. Maybe. It, yeah. If at all. Uh, Matt I. Moody turns uh, Malfoy into a. Uh, Weasel. Some yeah. sort of ferret. Ferret. That's it. Thank you. Uh, um, a meerkat. Mermit. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and then, and then Agrid turns uh, Malfoy into Nathan Lane for a little while, which oh, was an interesting moment. Turns him into the Rum Tum Tugger. You know what? That actually, uh, it would have been like the moment in Austin Powers Gold Member where Foxy Cleopatra is seated next to Nathan Lane and Nathan Lane is doing the speaking for her. You remember that scene? That's a scene that I forgot and I didn't <laughs> I didn't want to ever even remember that that's a thing. It's really funny, man, because when he kisses Until Austin the next Powers time I watch, and he does that I little think of it. I don't that little smooch think of that and then right that now. like little laugh. <laughs> And smile that he does <laughs> after. Oh. Out of my head, dude. I love Nathan Lane. It's okay, great. Okay, let's move on to the first task. Nathan Lane, please. Colin Farrell, we need to come back, okay? <laughs> Those are the big two. We're looking for a number three. There's going to be a third reference here, and he's going to oh. be the actor that we want to see more of. Uh, so first task, you're allowed a wand. Uh, oh, yeah, and that's when you get this scene where Barty Crouch is delivering no no that's when he's delivering the rules for the triwizard uh-huh. cup and uh-huh. he holds his hands out and he's like gripping them yeah right? yeah uh, why is he doing that it? i don't know i i mean i understand that like there might be somebody that has something yeah, going on the, the where they need to of, do that but it's a distracting moment in this magic. movie why put that on a character that we don't know or I don't know. Won't get to know, right? He shows up and he's barely in. The and then movie. he's kind of weird in the. He's weird in the. You know the dragons. Yeah. But it brings up the favorite line: Chinese by a ball. Ooh, right. Um, yeah. love it. And and, then, uh, and he says, and that leaves, and Harry says the whole entail. And what's says, that boy? What's that boy? What's that boy? What's that boy? Uh, yeah. yeah. So you know, I just man that character. Every single scene with him it is a miss for me. It just yeah. does not work. I will uh, say, uh, before this scene happens, there's also, you know how Lupin and Harry have their little things in the third one? Kind of same thing happening with Mad-Eye and Harry in this one. Um, and Mad-Eye takes him into his office, and there's, like, the shaking trunk, and mm-hmm. that's a full gloss. See the whites of their eyes. Little scene. Um, and he tells him about the, you're allowed a wand, which he already said. But, um, 
this is <laughs> sorry, I just thought of this. We were watching it and Mad Eye Moody says that, and then we get into the task with Harry, and Hermione yells, You're wand, Harry, you're wand. And then the fire he goes, Accio firebolt, and the firebolt comes around, and Leanna goes, Wait, he's not allowed a broom. And I turned to her her and go, he's allowed a one. (laughs) It was amazing. That's awesome. One of those moments in life I just cherish. Great. Um, But yeah, yeah, the first task is is good. I do wish, I wish there was just like separate YouTube videos that they posted that we could just see Cedric's. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's one of those that I think it's acceptable because everything in Harry Potter is supposed to be from Harry Potter's perspective. From Harry Potter, Uh, but if they're not going to show us those three, you know, the other three tasks, why is there a scene? This movie has the only scene in it that's not from Harry Potter's perspective. I can't remember what happens in the next couple of movies. There's a scene, I think, at the beginning of epi- or of the sixth movie that's not from Harry Potter's perspective. But there's a scene where all the teachers are meeting up in Dumbledore's office that is not from Harry's perspective. And it is so weird. And I think that I never really realized it until the last time I watched this movie because I always thought, this is a weird scene. And yeah. it dawned on me, it's because Harry's not in it. Harry's not there's in not it. a scene in these movies where Harry's and not in it. And this is Harry Potter. Yeah, baby. But that's, you know, it's a first person perspective, you know, like, you know, or a third person perspective movie where you're just watching from Harry's point of view. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. it's it's just weird to not have Harry be in the scene. So anyway. Yeah. um, But I think it's fine that they didn't show the other people in doing their tasks. It's Uh, fine, Skip, that it's understandable, but they do add a lot of fluff that's not needed to where you're like, I wish we could just have the tasks. Yeah. I think that you know. I think that the fact that Harry and the dragon fly far, far away, and he basically—I mean, what does he murder that dragon? The he kills that. I mean, it, it looks like probably it dies. is very it probably hurt. was injured, and but it's just like, geez, dude, taking a little far. It I goes thought way that, too far. That scene's way too much. But I will say the Accio fire. Well, first off, it's really annoying that Hermione had to yell, "Your wand, Harry, your it's wand." Two plus like, one thing. How again, much two of plus an idiot two. is Harry that he just doesn't remember what he's supposed to be doing? I know. Here? Yeah, but when he jumps out from behind the rock and snags the firebolt, yeah, <laughs> sick. Yes, nice. <laughs> I do. I love that scene. Ah, uh, this scene's okay. Woo. Yes, I love it. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's a fist bump moment. Yeah, this movie. movie's kind of stupid. Yeah, I love this scene though. Woo. <laughs> it's cool. awesome though. It's great. It's yeah. what you know. It's and what you when, want. Okay, so Harry and Potter they go movie. really far away, and they have this crazy action set piece, and it's just like boom, 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 boom. But when Harry does rise up over the stands, broomstick kind of on fire, oh, and he's yeah. humping along, <laughs> you know, kind of is. It's a weird <laughs> trying to get in. Um, it's rewarding. It is. But then it yeah, and then it goes to Gryffindor house, and who else am I to open up? You want to open up? Then he opens it, and it's the <laughs> and everybody likes it. The bloody hell is that? I could quote this movie word for word. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so silly that Ron comes down and he says that, and everybody goes quiet. It's just it's a silly and the twins movie. are like, okay, everybody leave. Let's let these two sort out. Blokes I'd be sitting down there and be like, uh, "This is my common room, too, dude." Yeah, what are we all supposed to leave? Because Harry and Ron oh had no, a Harry and Ron are the main people in this movie, so I guess we have to leave. No, this yeah. is my movie too, dude. <laughs> I'm a student here. <laughs> hey, come on, guys, don't <laughs> egg them on. <laughs> hey, 
<laughs> we don't need you cracking jokes. Oh, hey. You got there, too. Mm. <laughs> I was a little lake on that. Late. Sorry. Uh, lake? Lake? Uh, I don't know. It's the next task. That's what it's leading. To. Oh, yeah. Like coming out of your shell. Hey. Okay. Uh, what? Oh, you're making Harry Potter. I was making egg puns. I know. I was going, I was just off the rails. I was just yeah, going just for it. You didn't know what to do. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. I need help with these things. I need a maid. A mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> Come and seek us where our voices sound. We cannot sing above. <laughs> Take a breath. Should have taken a breath before that second and line, shouldn't we? long you'll have to look to discover what we took. Nice. <laughs> Nailed it. Pretty good. Were Thanks, the, Dave. I think you actually hit the lyrics pretty close, too. I was, Yeah, I think I was pretty much dead on. There's probably a couple. <laughs> it's like one of those moments in your life. Gun to your head. Can you sing the, <laughs> can you sing the song <laughs> that the egg sings? in here as <laughs> Our voices sound. You cannot. Please don't kill me here above the ground. That's the, that's what I hope for in life. Is that somebody threatens my life and makes me sing a stupid a song? Piece of from useless trivia. But hopefully you might be able to this come is, through. That's the one that I call you and I go, "Hey Dave, I uh, just wanted to call to tell you I'm going <laughs> to win the million dollars." <laughs> you hang up call the phone. Me here as here. Hey Dave, I just uh, just wanted to let you know that I'm gonna win the million dollars. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, okay, but yeah, he uh, the bubble bath. He's back with he's back with Ron, and there's you know some fun stuff there. They're good friends again, and you know what I don't like. Well, okay, the Ron. And what yeah, else Ron happens in thing. there? Well, I don't like how uh, Harry just gives Cedric. He's like, dragons, that's it, you know, they're the next task. There you go. Cedric has to do a whole, go into the bath. Yeah, let the water calm you. Cedric, he just gave you the answer. Just give him the answer. Oh, I don't know. I think that it's pretty easy, right? Kind of. I don't know. I'm, How do you feel about the, the moaning Myrtle, too? I actually kind of like that scene. I, yeah, I think it's funny, too. I think that, you know what, if they're going to play to the middle schoolers in the balcony, go ahead. This is fun. Go ahead for that. Yeah, this is We're, it's bath time. Yeah. We're having fun. <laughs> Scrub it up. God, that's terrible. Make me laugh. Oh God. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you get it. I thought that when they had Mike Myers and Danny DeVito in there busting jokes, uh, I thought well, that that was no, a little bit too. My name is Simon, and, and I, I like, like to do drawings. Rings. Yeah. Jeez. That's another one. <laughs> What's a song to Simon? SNL skit. I can't remember I what know. that skit was called. Anyway, uh, what else? We're going. Should we just get to the second task? It's like, I don't Pretty much. Skip so, you know, yeah. it's not the book, so you don't have the Dobby stuff. Dobby gives him the gillyweed. You could do some gillyweed. You could do some gillyweed. You know, he's help. Yeah. You know, what have you. It's Neville. Oh my gosh. I just killed Harry Potter. I just killed Harry Potter. Wait, is the dance in between? No. The no, dance no. is in between. No, the dance is in between the. The first task and the second task. It is, because at, after the second task, it really moves quickly to the third task. Oh, right. Okay, well, we guess we have, 
we should probably just do, let's talk about the dance, then let's talk about the second task, and then let's talk about the ending. Like talk that, about the third yeah, task. That's good. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. So before the Yule Ball, there's all that stuff about them trying to get dates for it, right? Which is actually yep. really fun. I kind of forgot Yule about that part. Ball. The Yule Ball, McGonagall says. Babbling, bumbling, band of baboons. So she says, I don't want you guys to act like that and embarrass the yeah, name of Hogwarts bumbling. or whatever. Try saying that five times. Babbling, bumbling, bend of baboons. Babbling, bend of baboons. that little yep, scene. Middle schoolers are going nuts. Yeah. Ron dances Love it. with McGonagall. Middle schoolers are out what? of their seats. And out then, of their seats standing up. And now the, uh, and then when you see the Weasley twins go, hey, hey. they're literally high-fiving and Never going to let them forget nuts. this. Oh, yeah. Never. <laughs> the middle schoolers are lighting off fireworks in their seats for how excited <laughs> they are. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it's fine. It's good. I mean, I understand why they put that in there, and it's it's all good. Yeah. I learned to rock and roll. Hold on, like a crazy. Yeah, I'm sorry. I We're gonna we'll get, get there. there. We're gonna yeah. get there. The I do think it's the scene where I can't remember which one it is. Fred or George, where he asks out uh, Katie Bell. Crumples up the piece of paper. Yeah, I like I like that scene. I think that that's a great, great little moment in these movies. And then he has the clever little wink and stuff. And Harry and Ron are having a tough time getting yeah. dates. And hang on, <laughs> yeah, like Harry would have a hard time. Cho, oh, that's the Sorry part. Sorry if though. you go to the boat with me. Right, he was going to ask Cho, and she's like, huh? "I would, Harry, but your hair just looks so god awful." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, Ooh. she says, but someone's already asked me. And I said, oh, go. I said, oh, go. It's adorable. Yeah, great accent. Little the accent Scottish really accent. It, yeah, it makes it, makes it great. Uh, but then you get to the dance. And I love the Hermione scene. Hermione, everybody realizes that Hermione's really pretty in the books. She actually had really bad buck teeth. And uh, there was something that happened where somebody, one of the Slytherin girls, put a spell on her. Her teeth got really like large. And oh, so gosh. then when Madame Pomfrey was um, fixing her teeth, she just had them go all the way down to like, you know, just regular teeth size instead of having buck teeth. So. Oh, nice. Hermione thought she was prettier after that. Um, I have buck teeth and I think that I'm still decently attractive. So well, you don't have to I shrink mean, your buck teeth. You'd probably look better if you shaved them down a bit. <laughs> No, because I think it would throw off the whole groove of my mouth. I would look. You do. You got a nice thing going. I would look freaky. You don't want to mess with that. <laughs> if I had small teeth, they would be like, geez. My teeth are a little crooked. Your mouth too big for your teeth? teeth? <laughs> hey, what's with your mouth? <laughs> it's, your mouth seems way too big for your, your teeth. Your teeth look tiny. Ooh, sometimes pe- people do have tiny teeth. <laughs> um, yeah, I have def- definitely been there. Um I have this thing sometimes where if I see people with like tiny teeth, I kind of just like, can feel them like gnawing on my arm. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of creepy. Okay, um, the dance yeah, the is dance. kind of fun. I think that you know when they all did again, Dumbledore giving it too much. You know, he oh, he he has a showmanship to him that is just so yeah. irritating in this movie, and it drives me nuts. Me too. It just. But the band. And Victor Crumb dancing in this thing. Yeah. His moves are bad. Bad, bad, bad. You don't want to dance with Crumb. Yeah. Victor's going to get his drinks. I do love that 
Ron ruins everything and has that he does. that whole scene. I think that 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 is great because that did happen in the books, and it was just this whole moment between those two characters that I I really did. Enjoy. It's a setup that's been coming for a long time, and you know that those two. Hopefully, it's like Ross and Rachel. You just hope that they're going to get together. Um, like but- Ross and Rachel. <laughs> You got up. I got off the plane. Great. Season, great. Season 10. Season I do. You, you do. Yeah, it's great. It's, um, you just want it. But yeah, I mean, you want Hermione and Ron to get together and he ruins it. And it's just this tension that they, that entire dance, everything is purely for that one moment. Yeah. And it's a it's great catered moment. towards that. I moment, really and do. It's like good. It. Yeah. Yeah. I really do like that. The band, on the other hand, I hate. I'm trying to go easy on the I hates, but I really do. I don't like the Dislike band either. The band. As I Can tuck you away dance a CD like a sitting here. It's just in the wizarding world, are they so into the magical creatures that are around that they're just singing about they're them. like the it seems like they're like the freddy spaghetti of <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah no that's you a good know. point yeah because it's like bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot linguini yeah it just you know it's like i understand that we incorporate like animals and stuff into song lyrics sometimes and i'm hungry like the wolf you know it, it could be something like that but come on can you dance like a hippogriff hippogriff just Ugh. it just Yuck. seems it makes the wizarding world seem hokey, you know? I feel like a Dementor. Something. Could be yeah. something there. I guess, you know, it's fine because I know that it's a movie and they made those songs um, to kind of be like wizarding songs. Yeah. But in this I know that magic works. It's just yeah. everything has to do with something wizarding. It just can't it be... You just need Creed. Can it be? Always. Yeah, I know. That's right. That's exactly what... dreaming. So let's go there. Crumbs just got his arms wide in the middle of the floor just by himself. Be a great moment, man. Be a huge character moment for him. Huge. But yeah, I just think... It you know it just makes the wizarding world seem hokey. Can't we just have mm-hmm. something a little a little less? A good than this? thing is though this this whole movie does something. It does well is distract you from everything else that's happening. You know I feel like the first three books are really leading up to wow. There's this Voldemort thing. I mean there's some evil stuff going on. Like what's going to happen with Harry? And this one really does a good job for the first seventy five percent of it of just really distracting you from all of that. You're like, well, oh, it really, yeah, a little more something, but these kids have, it's a normal school year kind of for them besides the Triwizard Tournament, but, um, it really yeah. throws you off the scent. That's for sure. Yeah, it does. Because it you does. were, I remember thinking in the book, something's going on. I don't know. And then you just kind of zone out to the tasks and stuff. And then, yeah, same like the maze, especially you're like, when it actually, this is crazy. when Voldemort actually comes back, you're like, Are you serious? <laughs> He's back. Yeah. This yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we can get there in a, in a little bit here, but uh, then he goes on to the second task and he figures out, you know, he's got to go down and uh, Neville gives him the gillyweed, all that good stuff. Yeah. And I think the second task is pretty fun. I think that it would be really boring for the spectators. They can't see anything. Yeah. The second and third task. What a Dumbledore would have had to 
you know, they need some sort of like a screen right. to like pop yeah. up. He needs to like show like a little bubble in the sky that's like, hey, this is what's happening with Cedric. This is what's happening. You know, otherwise, yeah, it would just be very annoying. And You're you can like, do that, okay. you know, you can use a combination of screens and throw those up. They can be levitating and you can have yeah. cameras that are following around all of the students yeah. and the champions because this is a magical world. You can do anything. You can actually do that. You can do you it. Can if you can actually want. do that. There is the technology. <laughs> There's a technology that does exist. If you this have is magic. taking place no. when it is taking place, there is the technology at that point to do that. Yeah. So yeah, this is 1998 or something like that. It's supposed to take place in. I think that the first. No. When is it? I don't know. It's mid 90s. Huh? Hey, good movie directed by Jonah Hill. Great film. But uh, yeah, second second one's good. Um, I mean, what is there to say? You know, uh, th- there's a lot of cool practical stuff they did with this, and they actually, you know, Harry, you know, Daniel Radcliffe spent a lot of time like in the water. Forty eight hours, something, yeah, something crazy like that. Got some ear infections. You know, I was reading about that, and they had a ginormous tank um, that they filmed in. Ginormous and huh? giant, uh, <laughs> a big, very large um, tank. That, that uh they filmed in which i think is cool you know i think all that i love reading about that stuff and and uh seeing how they made it work and you know that it's not just cgi and he's not just like you know it's not just weird so it is mostly all you know a blue screen under the water and they did create that entire under the lake but um i think they did a good job with the the mermaids and the weird little creatures and um they do a good job at making a task that's really exciting in a book that I feel like when you look at it in the book, you're like, there's no way they can put this on screen. And they did a good job of like putting it and on a lot the screen of it, and making it work. A lot of it's due to the suspense of it too. They do a yeah. good job of building suspense, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was kind of weird when they had Sweet Emotion playing in the background and Ben Affleck no, was ignoring yeah. Bruce Willis's directions. I don't know. It Armageddon is, reference when they're working. I don't know, David. It is not. Uh, Lake Placid reference, maybe? You just, <laughs> when, you know. When the, <laughs> you just don't get it, do you? When the park ranger gets his head bitten off. When Ooh, he's leaning over David. the edge. Remember that in Lake Placid? Lake, Lake Placid or Deep Blue Sea? Go. Oh. I'll throw a wrench in the boat or Anaconda. Not Anaconda. That's easy. Not Anaconda, huh? I mean, you're kind of picking LL Cool J or Oliver Platt. Yep. <laughs> and <laughs> I think I'd like to fill my plate with some Oliver Platt. I'd like some more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> hey, come on. I worked that in pretty good. That was, you did. You killed my bird. Yeah. That's what I'm going with. That's what I'm going with. I'm not so cool with LL, but no. Um, I I do like Deep Blue Sea a lot though. Yeah, I like uh, Deep Blue Sea. Brendan Gleeson CGI does not hold up anymore. But no, no, it doesn't. Look it, very, uh, it doesn't look. Very it was good. good. Yeah, man, when that dude, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Peter Skarsgård. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it? It is Peter Skarsgård. Stellan. It's the dad. Whoever's the dad Stellan of all the kids. Skarsgård is that his name? I think so. Right. Something. When he gets shoved into the glass, man. Deep Blue Sea, that's a crazy moment. Sammy J. Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, Sammy J. Gets. We're not apart. gonna panic. Anymore. It's great. Love Good that. movie. Yeah. Um, what but are we yeah. talking about? Uh, the deep, the second task. Oh, yeah. Deep Blue Sea. So LL. No. <laughs> the second task. And blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada, yada. Saves. Harry wants to save 
you know, two people instead of one. Only one. More and fiber. he, it's cheap that they give him the second place. Yeah. I thought it was just weird Dumbledore, when the, like, didn't you think it was strange Harry. when the Mer people were calling him Trixie and false though? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't sound like Gollum. Only one. Uh, Okay, so yeah, but they give him, they give it to Harry for moral fiber. You're frustrating me, dude. (laughs) I'm all over the place right now. It's been a long day. It's Um, been a long time. Shouldn't have left you, left you without a dope beat to step to. (laughs) What is that? Okay. What you need? This is the last round. I'm going to give you. First, if you don't succeed. Does yourself off for trying it. Oh, okay. Does it off for trying it. Yeah, that's what I, that's where I was going. Um, I'm gonna give each of these contestants a minute and a half. I don't even know how to stress how important how this important is. How important this is. You put that oh, on your Instagram the other day. I did. You put it on the Professor Jones. One. Professor Jones. It's yeah, so funny I because the, I watched Eight Mile like a month ago. Did you a month ago? Yeah. You know what I did actually? I didn't watch Eight Mile. <laughs> I watched <laughs> I watched the first rap battle. Then I got like 10 minutes into the movie and went, I'm just going to skip to the end. <laughs> no, it's eight mile is actually not that enjoyable to sit through. It's, it's a, not. it's a tough movie. It, it's but a, the ending rap battle movie. is incredible. Yeah. I actually turn on that ending rap battle in eight mile a lot. Often. Often. It's, it's a very pump up type thing. You can play all three of them. Like, you no, know, yeah. cause he, he goes against three of them or whatever. And yeah, or you have the second. I think there's some, I think you were a little hard on the beaver. Yep. That I mean that the way you turn while the, he stands tough. Notice make this it man known that did not have his hands up. I love it. But I know something about like, you. About you. <laughs> went to Cranbrook. That's a private school. Let's just talk not about, talk about it. It's terrible. <laughs> I freaking love I love that though. That is great. Anyway, so yeah, he gets past the second task. He gets second place. I think it's Ascendio. wrong. He shouldn't. Ascendio. Yeah, and he flies up and whatever. You get through it. It's yeah. cool. What are you going to say? You know, I think it's cheap that he got second place. I know he tried to save two people, so they're like, but given that Harry would have gotten first, if he didn't try to be a hero, let's give him second place. It's like, no, well, he didn't get second place. Yeah. Because he Harry's didn't. He, a moron. He blew it. Yes, everybody <laughs> knows he's a brave kid or whatever. But, but you know, it's just adding on to the cause for everybody else to be like, I just don't like that kid. Why is he getting all the favoritism? Why is he even in the tournament to begin with? Yeah. I just hate this kid. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. At the same time, you'd be like, he did get there first. So good for him. Yeah. Regardless. Um, then what else happens after this? So there's a confrontation, uh, confrontation between uh, Karkaroff and Snape. And then Harry, which is, I think that's the second scene that Snape actually, now Snape has a couple of scenes, but that's, that's something we should note is that Alan Rickman has very little to do in this movie. And I mean, I wonder how many days he came to set, right? And they were like, yeah, good on him we... for, good on him for staying on. Yeah. You it's know? Like, how many times do we need Snape for this movie? He really doesn't play uh, a large part. So but Snape confronts Harry about stealing the gillyweed or whatever, and it, Harry didn't do it, so... Polyjuice potion. Yeah, right, and all... Yeah, exactly, the polyjuice potion stuff. And they set that up for a moment later, which is actually quite a funny moment in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did skip over the fact that Barty Crouch uh, was killed. 
right? Yeah. And that yeah. his son actually kills him, which you later find out. You find uh, that out, yeah. Yeah, but then Harry goes up to Dumbledore's office and he goes into the pensive and he watches that memory of oh! Barty Crouch. <laughs> silly scene. Yeah. Barty Crouch. Junior. Junior. No, 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 no. <laughs> there's, there's one more. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's like, how many names is this? Yeah, took a piece of me with him, didn't he? I, I know, I Mad love eye. that, because you kind of do get to see the real Mad-Eye. The real right? Mad-Eye, hanging yeah. out. And that's who you yeah. want to see. You want to see the real Mad-Eye, not this Barty Crouch Jr., because, yep. unfortunately, I feel like Barty Crouch Jr. is great. <laughs> yep. But, man, you get that. What is that actor's name? We should know that. The guy that plays... Uh, Barty Crouch Jr.? Yeah. David Tennant. David Tennant. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that little thing he does with the tongue there, that is just so creepy. Was he not doing that? Is that like his, that's like his tell? That's his Death Eater tell? As soon as he becomes a Death Eater, he just starts He sucks at hiding it. It's so weird. Just keep your tongue in your mouth, dude. (laughs) Come on, man. I just don't think that that was in the book. Like, I don't, again, just a strange thing for them to do. And suddenly. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. He just feels like that's his thing. That way, when he took on the role, he's probably like, ooh, I got an idea. You know. The thing I'm is, my tongue out a bunch. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what about this? I sneak my tongue out of my mouth really quickly every once in a while. What do you think about that? Wouldn't that be a good character trait? It's like, okay, no, wait, wait, no. Let's ooh. listen to him. Let's listen to him. <laughs> that sounds actually really Try interesting. Okay, I like that. <laughs> do it. Yeah. Oh. You do it. Do it. Feels good, doesn't it? Um, no, I think that. <laughs> I think that in the book, it it seemed way more like Barty Crouch Jr. was, you know, uh, Lord Voldemort's best servant right like yep. he was his number yep. one numero uno el capitano el um, capitan el capitan el capitan um, <laughs> snoopy i love snoopy <laughs> rush hour two. Rush hour two. why does it always uh, come up i don't know but he seemed like he'd be a real stand-up dude you know he'd be yeah. this guy that works for voldemort that you would take seriously and, and in, in this, this way, and it makes him seem like a little weasel he is just a little weird just, and because you know <sighs> the only time that you see him he seems so weird the rest of the time yeah. he's supposed to be brendan gleason's character but you're watching brendan gleason and you're like oh yeah this dude's great yeah so it just i don't know it's just strange couldn't they it is strange. Made us take him a little bit more seriously. Hello, father. You know, it's Hello, just father. <laughs> He's just put your tongue in your mouth, dude. <laughs> put your tongue Stop in your mouth. Stop that. <laughs> Stop it. Somebody's got to just put their hand on his mouth. Yeah. But then he would he would do the licking. He would lick your fingers. <laughs> You'd be like, Ugh. that's a, that's a scene in Arrested Development where Jeffrey <laughs> Tambor tells. Um, it's uh, David Cross, uh, Tobias's character. He covers his mouth, and he's like telling him something. And Jeffrey Danver goes, "Would you stop licking my hand?" <laughs> if you like covered somebody's mouth with your hand, and they just immediately started licking mm-hmm. your hand. God, I've made a lot of tongue sound effects. It's disgusting in this in this podcast. Oh, so okay. Um, but so yeah, then, he goes in there, and, and you learn that Barty Crouch Jr. is. Yeah, we learn all that theater, stuff, which you guys already you know, know. So goes whatever. to Azkaban. You've yeah. all read the book. You've all yeah. seen you've the all movies. probably seen the movie. So it doesn't. Yeah, but then they go to the third task, and the third task is uh, it's pretty good. I understand why it's, they didn't do it the same way that it was in the book, and that's the fine. Sphinx, or you what know? is it? Is it a Lynx? Lynx. No, it's a Sphinx. Yeah, 
Sphinx. Yeah. yeah. They have a Sphinx at one point that asks them a question and it's like... The riddles. Yeah, it's a riddle and the answer is a spider. I can't remember what yeah. the actual riddle is, but um, I really love the... I love that in the book. It was great. They had the love blast the ended screws and, and all that stuff, but you know, you can't do that in the movie. It's understandable. It. Yeah. yeah, in the movie. And I think that they do a good job with the maze. Like, Yeah, the maze know, looks great. Dumbledore lays it out. He's like, in the maze, you're not going to find any creatures, you know, or anything like that. But what you are going to find is, you know, you might lose yourself. Yeah. Or whatever. And, and that's and that's something that I was going to say is that I think that a lot of the character stuff is really lost in this movie and they don't do a very good job with the relationships and just, you know, there's some odd uh, directorial decisions perhaps as far as performances and things like that. But man, all three tasks regard, you know, there's the first one where the dragon and stuff, it's kind of strange, but they all look great and they're fantastically they all look great. entertaining. They're all well done. They're yeah, they're really all really fun. well done. It's really well done. I can stuff. watch all three tasks anytime. Yeah, exactly. They're they're all really enjoyable to watch. Um, another thing we haven't talked about much is Fleur Delacour. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think it's really, and it happens this way in the book, but it is unfortunate there are three male champions and one female champion. And she just, blows you know and it's just it's yeah, just and, so and sad the decision like, to make her really not do well in any of the tasks makes it just kind of lame you know yeah, you're like exactly. man she's got to be they they gotta i don't know i just feel like she needed some sort of redemption because especially like in the maze in this movie they just make her seem like they you know the first shot of her in the maze she's like running and like crying and stuff and you're like come on what are we doing here like she's yeah. She's obviously more powerful than this. You know, she's yeah, obviously, yeah. it's just like, I don't know. They just played on a weird thing with that. And it kind of makes you feel weird. You're like, yeah. okay, yeah, you're just it, making this dominance thing that kind of just makes it feel yeah, it, strange. They, it, very, it very much turns into like, she's the female victim or something like that. Where yeah. in the books, I think it was a little bit like that. But you, I think you understood that, you know, Floor was there for a reason. She really stood up to those guys and she was on the same level as yeah, they the were. same right? level, same And in this field. one, she seems somewhat... A little bit powerless, right? She fails the second task completely. Right. And then the third one, she's out immediately. And I think, you know, that's all stuff that happens in the book, but we needed one we needed one scene where Floor seemed did something dope strong. Right? Like did something cool. Yeah. 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 And I've I just always I've always just thought that was a bummer. You know. I do think though, like the reason why they casted uh Crumb, I almost feel like the reason they casted him was just this part. Because I feel like this does, this plays to Crumb's strengths. You know, this this May scene with him with like the glossy eyes, the glaucoma thing going on. Um, God, sorry. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> okay. Oh, why did I say it? Uh, I don't know why I did. I apologize. <laughs> I do. I apologize. Um, <laughs> anyways, but he, with his glazed over eyes, um, it's, uh, yeah, his glazed donut eyes, <laughs> glazed donut eyes. Yeah. He does. He does a good job. He, no, he does. Yeah. It, and it is, it is very and Cedric good. too. Cedric freaking battling. You know, it's freaking, it's good for a moment I, there. I thought you were going to let it get me for a moment there. I thought I was going to let it get you too. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and Danny Jones lines up for the pitch and he throws it completely out of the strike zone. And he hits the umpire. <laughs> um, 
the whole the whole maze scene is good. Uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, Filch always missing the cannon. Kind of funny. It's also just a little kind of funny, hokey and cheesy stuff. Uh, another quick moment that I. Dun, no, every single note of it. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, and uh, Mad Eye Moody uh, pointing the direction that Harry yep, should go. I like I that too. That was cute I and like funny. that too. And I do love that uh, Harry and Cedric like wrestle each other, trying yeah. to get past each other. Like they totally turn into adversaries for a moment, and then they decide to go for it together. And the but, maze is completely bewitched, and it's against everybody that's not Harry. Mm-hmm. You know. And it's, you know, completely drags Cedric down and it's a nice little reductor gets him out. Um, but it's really reducto, unfortunate. I think yeah. reductor, a little bit of reductor spray gets him out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Rule of thumb, just if it's a spell, it's probably going to end in O. Reducto. Okay. Uh, the reductin um, <laughs> spell. But I do, uh, I do really enjoy this, but it's unfortunate because I, you know, he should have let it get him. You wish that he would have. Oh let yeah, because he wouldn't have gone in, he and he would have totally lived and survived, and he wouldn't have died. But you know, th- this is when this movie has a turning point that is, it makes it. Th- this scene alone puts this movie into the conversation of like maybe it's not my least favorite because I agree. It's just like as soon as they touch the cup and it's a port key and you get to that graveyard, music stops, complete silence for a bit, and you're like. Oh my God, what is happening right now? You know, where are we? You see the graveyard, you see Tom Riddle's, you know, thing, and then the door opens and it all happens so quick in the kill the spare moment. You know, it's coming from the book and it's just, oh man, it's, it's just outrageous. I'm like tearing up just talking about it because it's just, it's such a intense thing. You have this goofy kind of lollygaggy movie that you get through and it's fun. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, there's there's the Barty Crouch guy dying, you know, so there's a little example. There are dark parts in this movie, but the death in these movies just happens so quickly. Yeah, and when and Cedric goes to, dies, goes to a whole new level when they touch yeah. the port key. I mean, it's Mackay Pfeiffer saying a minute and a half. I don't even know. Minute and a half. Can't even stress how important know. this yeah, is. Yeah, can't even I mean, stress how important this is going to be. It's really it just turns into a different movie where you're like, whoa, this just got nuts. And mm-hmm. I love it because they. They get there and Harry immediately realizes, oh, this is really bad. This is because really he sees not good. the grave, you know, the tombstone that says Tom Riddle. And he's like, oh, no. I've been set up. This man. is connected to. Vol- We've been set up. We've been set up. Yeah. Yeah. The joke's on you, Harry. (laughs) You're about to meet your death, essentially, is what is supposed to be happening. Mm -hmm. Um, But man, when uh, Voldemort says kill the spare and Cedric goes, it's so quick. And it's probably the second worst death in the Harry Potter, uh, you know, all eight movies. It's probably Mm -hmm. the one that affects me second to worst. Um, And it's it's well done, man. And they immediately show uh, Cedric's dead eyes. And you're just like, just, yeah. Yeah. And you just know, oh, okay. That's a dead dude. He's absolutely He's dead. dead. Not coming no coming back. back. Yeah. Done. Yeah. And, and that's, I like in movies when they do that, right? Where they just show that moment, like, oh, okay. We're just supposed to understand there is nothing that's going to bring yeah, that person. It's back. not going to, you know, you're not going to flash back a couple times to the body and be like, is he okay? Or he's going right. like, to twitch from it. Like, yeah. you know, and that's the, you know, that's, that's where JK Rowling comes into play with this Avada Kedivra thing, you know, like, 
I just yeah. about a cadaver. Yeah. Okay. About a cadaver, cadaver, <laughs> whatever. That's that's, but eh, never mind. Whatever. You go ahead. <laughs> you mad that I corrected you now? Whatever. You know, uh, whatever. Whatever. It's whatever. whatever. It's get through the maze. Movie's over. Let's get to the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. Uh, no, but this is where J.K. Rowling comes into play, and I think her writing skills, making a spell that. It's like a gun, you know, but it's more powerful than a gun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, I mean, it's, it's a headshot a, every time. It's right? a headshot. It's just yeah. done. One spell, an easy set of words and death. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. You know, and so I think it's very powerful stuff. And that's, you know, it's just it just gets so intense because yeah. then you have freaking we bring in Miles Finch. We bring in Ralph Fiennes, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. It's just uh, and he is such a good cast. Everything that he says in this, I think this is possibly Voldemort's best scene in all of the movies. Right. No, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'd have to, I haven't There's watched a couple more things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I haven't watched them all in a while. So I'm, I'm curious to see how a lot of this holds up for me, but um, I think that he does do a fine job in this scene. No fun. And another thing that I've, well, before I go on to that point, um, I do like the spell. I think that the spell is cool and worm tongue uh, dropping, worm tail, <laughs> worm tongue, Grima worm tongue, um, him dropping the little baby into the cauldron. It, yeah, you you really want something more than, because I think he goes, and you want like, a, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You want something like that. But then when Voldemort is reborn, it's just, it's crazy and it's wild and it's really cool. But the one thing that I don't like about this scene, and I just have to say it, is that it feels like everything is rushed and it feels as though it's kind of one of those um, Michael Gambon playing Gandalf. Or, oh my gosh. Why do I have Lord of the Rings? So Ooh, now he's nervous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dumbledore else is messing up. How's it feel? <laughs> when Gumblegorf is being nice speaking super, of my language. Yeah. It, the calmness, right? And you want that calm exterior of Dumbledore. And you also want that calm exterior of Voldemort, right? And when he gets back, it's like, 13 years it's been. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, and he's just jumping yeah. around, and let's let's go. Come on, Harry! I want you to stand up. Get I want to see the up. light. You know, yeah. in the book, I just pictured that much more, like you know, the villain's monologue and really savoring the yeah, moment. Yeah, this is his big thing. Yeah, you know, he's back, and yeah. he just Harry's not going anywhere. He has all the time in the world. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. that's the one part of this scene where I think it's good. I think it's a great scene, and I think that Ralph is killing it as well. I just, I just wish he'd savor the moment a little bit more, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, all the the Death Eaters show up, and that's super entertaining. And you learn that Crap. Malfoy, McNair, <laughs> wiping the skulls Go. off their faces. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's really Even good. Even you, Lucius, my lord. <laughs> if there are Even signs of whispers, there were signs, my slippery friend. And more than whispers. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. It's it's good, though. And then you got, you know, so he does the bow. You know, let's not be rude. Bow. Harry gets a taste of Crucio, which is Crucio Crunch, man. Yeah. He gets a little 
little bowl of cereal there. Ouch. <laughs> and that would suck. Up. As a young kid, yeah, he's getting freaking tortured, getting tased. I've always wondered what that feels like. You think it's like electrocution? Terrible. I bet it's electric. They make it sound like it. They do you the know, sound effect. I feel like I remember. I think like the way she described it, maybe in the book, was like your blood felt like it was on fire or something uh, like that. Yeah, it was. It's pretty it. rough. You know, it Ouch. sounds like it's really, really tough. <laughs> but I do, I do also love feel when Voldemort says, "Oh, Harry, I'd almost forgot that you were here." Yeah, I like that part too. Um, and then he, then he has the moment, man, where he goes, but I can touch you now. And he puts his freaking thumb up on Harry's forehead and goes, starts putting his tongue out. (laughs) It's such a disturbing scene. Let's not be rude, Harry. We bow. Freaking. Yeah. I remember I used to have the V-neck. I had the V-neck shirt with Voldemort's face on it with his tongue out. Gosh, mom made me, mom wouldn't let me wear it. Yeah. How old were you? It, you would have like been 17. I was like 16 or 17 when I had that shirt. Oh, okay. So you were a little older. Yeah. It was like in like my punk band days. Yeah. You had like still, a V-neck. With that's like, the type of shirt that maybe not so much. I was so mad. I was like, why mom? I can do what I want. <laughs> and she's like, trust me. You she's just, like, you're if just, you look back on this moment in 10 years, <laughs> you're going to be really going to feel like an idiot. And I do feel like an idiot. Yeah. I would never wear that shirt. But unless hey. it was to like a Harry Potter party. And then I'm going to wear my Voldemort shirt and dance like a hippogriff, baby. You know, hey, unless I'm dancing like a hippogriff. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, I love I love the duel. And I think, you know, Harry gets out of there. And ducks, and then you have the brave moment, which still, there's a lot of stuff in film that, yeah, if you gave it an extra moment to breathe, if Mike Newell would have given that just to, because like he gets behind it and he goes, come on, Harry, I want to, you know, I want you to look at me when I kill you. I want to see the light leave your eyes or something. And then Harry immediately looks up and goes, and takes the breath and gets up and turns around and faces him. If you even gave that just... Just a little time, a little more suspense. You know, you get Harry sitting there for a minute, just like breathing super hard and kind of close up on him, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. then he stands up. I feel like, yeah, there's a lot in that graveyard that yeah. if they just would have maybe given a little bit more time towards there, yeah. it could have been a really good scene, even yeah. though it is a good scene. It is good. It's I wish probably yeah. it's my favorite in the movie. I'll just say that's my my favorite scene is the graveyard. Yeah. I um, wish I do wish that they would savor the moment a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have to give it to our boy Potty. The music's pretty good, don't you think? The music it is. is quite it is. It is quite great in this scene. I think it's really uh-huh. it's really good. Um there's there's some um some of the music in this movie that doesn't quite feel spot on to me. And part of that's just getting used to the fact that uh John Williams is gone. But the music in this scene is pretty fun. I think it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, I mean, that is a big moment right there when Harry stands up and, you know, it's almost like he's have it your way then, you know, and walks out. Have it your way. And, and then it's, it's great, man. And I love the way, because what does he say? Expelliarmus. Harry says, yeah, Harry says Expelliarmus because that's his thing, right? That's what gives mm-hmm. him away in the seventh book, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that Voldemort just straight up, Avada Kedavra, just ready to kill him. And the twin cores, it's so cool. And it mm-hmm. ruins the rest of the movies because they use this type of dueling for everything else. But the only reason that this happens is because they have twin the, cores. They have yeah, the same the same feather of the, the phoenix, the same phoenix, or right? So you know. it does kind of drive me a little bit crazy because they use it in the rest of the movies. Yeah, but 
But I mean, whatever, you know, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. And then you get the, the wands connect, take my body back. It starts, you know, bursting out all the old, and you get you to know, see Harry's deaths. parents, which is super you see Harry's fun. parents, really which is like super that. sweet. You get the old man, Frank, Frank Bryce, and he's just hanging. He's <laughs> just Frank like, Bryce. I don't even know what I'm doing here. This is crazy though. Um, you know, he's like, dang, I, I, how much time do I have? I, I'm uh, just happy to be here. Can I say something really quick? Um, do I have time to say something? Uh, and then it's just the old man's story. Well, okay, Frank, we'll give you a moment. And then he's well, like, actually, when uh, I, was, I was meeting, it was Beverly. That well, I, it was, well, wait a minute. Who was it? <laughs> Who was, was it Beverly? But then Harry escapes, right? He gets back to the quirky. He gets Cedric's yeah. body back. His hair, yeah, yeah. His his parents, his parents tell him to yeah. get out of there. And it's a sweet moment. It's touching, and he breaks the connection and yeah. gets yeah. back. And then you get just the the aim is music green, again. Man. Great music, music again. great piece. I actually listen to that piece uh, fairly often. And mm-hmm. then the Amos Diggory yelling, "My boy, that's my oh. son." I, I teared up in theaters. I remember like I actually yeah. cried a little bit, you know, cause I did it, too. It emotionally affects you. So I yeah. cried at commercials though. So <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I who are we kidding? <laughs> yeah. During anything. I'm a sucker. Um, what did I cry the day in? I, I, I didn't cry, but I watched anyway. Oh, well, it's just outrageous though. I mean, imagine just seeing a, one of your good friends or a student just dead. I mean, it's yeah, just I mean, like, it's, it's terrible. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, and Mad Eye really shepherds him quickly up there, and it is kind of curious. But still, in the books, I guess you don't really know what's going on um, mm-hmm. until you get up there, and and uh, and he's exposed. I just hate. I hate when he touches the bloody arm and he sniffs the blood. I'll show you mine if I show you yours. Yeah, or you show me. I didn't say anything about a graveyard, Professor. Yeah. Marvelous creatures are <laughs> It's great, man. And that and that scene is also really good. It's also yeah. very good. Gleason, baby. Yeah. Brendan Gleason kills Running it. Running the bread over the the butter over the bread. And then you got Tom Skerritt doing his deal. I'm oh, sorry, gosh. I don't know the name. I can never Personal friends with Tom Skerritt. Timothy Spall. No, David Tennant. David Tennant. David Tennant worms out of the Mad Eye Moody and Yeah. Um and freaking Dumbledore bursts in way over dramatically. Like a god, just like eh, I know. I'm here to save the day. It's just like, gosh, get out of here. Yeah. Gumble dork. He's too much. He's, he's too, too much. much in this movie. In this movie. And he's too much. He he hones it in. I'm curious to see Order of the Phoenix. I think definitely by six, which is kind of his. That's movie. his that's his, he movie. Has his, yeah. his big day. But I think he does a good enough job in the end to kind of redeem himself as well. And as, as in a couple of the other movies, but man, he, uh, yeah, he really took it in a different direction in this movie that kind of disappointed me. Um, especially after, you know, this scene. Okay. So you got, you got Barty Crouch jr. He's mad. Eye. mad. Eye's been locked in the trunk. We learned this, we know this. And then we get to the Cedric thing. We mourn a really terrible loss. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that whole scene ends. And I think that that confrontation with Barty Crouch Jr. is, is quite great. Um, but moving to that next scene, um, fierce, fierce friend, but I want to tell you the truth. Cedric Diggory was martyred. 
by Lord Voldemort. It's great. Yeah. Well, we're about there. Should we do the favorite scene, favorite character, favorite line? Yeah. Yeah. Movies end. Movie ends. You know. Besides that, movie ends, yeah. and uh, the horses fly away, and never better. Never better. Yeah. Every week. Yeah. It's like, come on. You don't you want to write your friends? Trying to get smart with me and funny things. Um, <laughs> so your favorite scene was the graveyard, right? Graveyard. What's yours? Um, you know, that's that's the go-to. I mean, that's obviously my favorite scene, um, the grave graveyard sequence. But I will throw out that uh, a close contender would be the three uh, unforgivable curses when he's going over the Cruciatus. And the I'd Imperius. agree. I'd agree. I think that that's probably yeah. second in line because that's that's just a great scene. It's very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then favorite character. Should we just say it at the same time here? <laughs> uh, sure. Wait, do you? Okay, go ahead. What's yours? Voldemort. Oh, you went with Voldemort. Okay, cool. Yeah, Ralph Fiennes. Nice. Voldemort. Yeah, no. First I mean, time you see him, and uh, I really like his performance in it. It's yeah. Just, it's good. Now, I mean, he's fantastic. He's a great casting, mm-hmm. and we're going to, we'll talk about him a lot more in the next one, mm-hmm. too. Yes, we will. But in this one, he's, he's great. Voldemort. Those, <laughs> slits for noses for him. Voldemort. Lord Voldemort. Yeah, I went with Mad Eye Moody. I mean, you got it. You know, got to give it to Brennan Gleason. He's my gotta boy. Got to give it up. Loved him since Braveheart. Glee Dog. Yeah. He's great, and he's also awesome in Troy. <laughs> When he dies as Menelaus. Okay. More. Favorite line. Boring. Uh, I did. <laughs> Harry, when the connection is broken, you must get back to the port key. We can linger for a moment to give you some time, but only for a moment. Do you understand? And then, Harry, take my body back. Will you? Take my body back to my father. And then the mom says, let go, sweetheart. You're ready. Let go. It's beautiful. And I didn't want to pick a Dumbledore line. So There's stupid, a couple man. lines that that's, are good. I, that's the dumbest line. It's me too. Did you do the same <laughs> thing? <laughs> it's it's so too, man. stupid. Yeah. Gosh. I know. How? I was going to say, bring your body back or bring my body back. Bring my bring body my back body from back. my father. And then I was scrolling through and I saw his mom line, mom's line. I was like, oh yeah, that is so cute. It's good. It's deep. Yeah. It's at a powerful moment in the movie. And... You know, oh, it's good. That's really but funny. Yeah, that we there's the Dumbledore, dark and difficult times lie ahead. Or yeah. we must I face mean, the choice of what is right and what is easy. It's probably the most well-written line in the movie, but it's I just... I never liked these curtains. Something my father, oh, yeah. my fourth here. And Harry just looks... <laughs> terrible in that <laughs> like scene. somebody took a blow dryer to his face for, for like for three eight hours. hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just the night. He just had it facing him during the nighttime, sleeping. <laughs> His hair just looks so bad. Terrible. It's crazy. Oh. But, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, so I, I think that's about it, right? Great Goblet stuff. Of fire. I love that movie. Um, it's my least favorite of all of them, but I still love it. You know, I I don't hate it or anything. I yeah, just I don't think know. That it's, I'm having trouble ranking them. I really am. I just don't know. They all mesh together so much that I watched three and four back to back and it was very clear which was the better movie to me. Yeah. So yeah. watching them at the same time, I mean that that helped a lot. Um, but I am curious to see where where you rank it. Would you rather watch this movie or School of Rock? Oh, you know the answer. School of Rock, no doubt. Yeah, me too. School of Rock, easily. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the graveyard scene's amazing at the end, but School of Rock is entertaining all the way through, dude. <laughs> yeah. But the Legend of Rent, the Rent was way hardcore. So it was way hardcore. <laughs> I mean, 
You're not hardcore unless you live hardcore. So I'm going to continue to watch School of Rock. Amen. Amen to that. Amen to that. Well, well oh man, I am so excited to watch Order of the Phoenix now because I have not seen these last four. I have seen way less. A million times. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. I thought you meant the last yeah, four these, that we've covered. These yeah, these four I've seen a lot, and the five, six, seven, and eight the next, I have seen The next way four less. I've seen yeah. way, way less. So yeah. it's going to be like, oh, you know, we've seen these movies, but it's, it's going to be been, like covering kind of new territory for us. So. It's been a solid three years since I've watched any of these. Yeah, it's been like six months. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, well, cool. Good. Yeah, I'm Gobble good, fire. man. I I said what I need to say. I said my piece. So I yeah. got mine out too. Looking well, forward we did to it. Talking, talking five. Gee, look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is actually a four-hour uh, recording. So Danny's yeah. gonna edit a lot out. <laughs> I am, yeah, a ton. Um, six hours of nonsense. Uh, but yeah, well, thank you everybody for listening. You know, we're getting through Harry Potter. We're halfway through. Happy to be there. Um, I'm really happy that we did this to start off this new year, man. We're just going through Harry Potter, and uh, that's what I love about this podcast. We get to just talk about the movies that we love and the series that we love. Um, but, yeah, thank you to everybody that's been listening lately. Um, please check us out on Instagram, Professor Jones Podcast. Um, you can also check us out on Twitter, Professor underscore Jones, and then just keep checking us out on, uh, on iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud. And please share that to your friends. And if you leave a review on iTunes, that's a, uh, it's a big deal for us. I'm also, uh, maybe working on a little bit of merchandise. Um, so might be something that we can talk about here in the future, but maybe some professor Jones, t-shirts, keychains. <laughs> you got a Jones for professor right? Jones. Are you Jones and for a koozie? I think so. <laughs> um, <laughs> So that's the yeah, first uh, thing that you want to get going. If you're going to sell just the koozies, go get straight them going, for the baby. koozies. We're going to tailgate the next podcast. Um, koozies and sports goggles. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but that's about it. You know, please, uh, you know, follow us on iTunes and Spotify and all that good stuff and keep listening. And, uh, and we're, we're happy to keep doing this. So. We're going to get some koozies and coolers. We're going to give you the it's tailgating like starter Professor Jones, <laughs> Koozie, cooler, and helmets. <laughs> oh. Well, thanks a lot for listening, guys. Until next time, we live in our lives a quarter mile at a time. Marvelous creatures, dragons, aren't they? Professor Jones and the Diggs. Professor Jones and the Diggs. Professor Jones and the Diggs. <laughs> <laughs>